Welcome to the Housing Matters Podcast, brought to you by the California Association of Realtors and the Center for California Real Estate. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us again for our Housing Matters Podcast. Uh, this is Oscar Way and Jordan Levine. I, I be, it's been a couple weeks, I believe, and uh, hope everything is okay and hope everyone is uh, ready for a long weekend. Yeah. I know. But before we long, we go into a long weekend, of course, uh, there's, we always have housing uh, matter stuff to talk about. Correct. So, um, we uh, we think, you know, at this time we'll, we'll change it up a little bit and see if it works. Uh, first, we're going to talk about maybe spend five to ten minutes to talk about, you know, some of the uh, topic that came up uh, recently. Yeah. And I know um, we always have some economic news and some housing market news. So after that five to ten minutes, maybe we can spend... Um, a few minutes to talk about some of the top five things. Yeah, definitely. No, I thought it'd be helpful to have a couple of set segments to kind of talk through or do like a deep dive on one specific issue for five, ten minutes and then maybe talk about the top five things that are just front of mind, economic data, housing data, whatever after that. Yeah, yeah. Do like a five for five minutes type of thing and then, uh, you know, maybe have some other things that we talk about afterwards. But that way it's more structured and hopefully gives you guys something to expect every time and um, prevents us from just having a 30-minute more meandering conversation. <laughs> so we'll test it out and you can always let us know how it sounds to you too. But but uh, what's the what's in the in the hopper for today? Well, okay. Well, so first, let's spend that five minutes to talk about some topic. Um, I know recently, of course, we have a lot of uh, news about first-time buyers. I, I mean, earlier today, you just did a webinar on renter survey. Correct. We, ta- we talked a little bit, a bit about that uh, just in a minute. But first-time buyer shares seem to have uh, come back up. I just read a study done by uh, Genworth Mortgage Insurance. Okay. And uh, it seems like as far as the share of first-time buyers, it spiked up to 36%. Now, this is a, a report done at a national level. I was going to ask, is that California-specific? Right. So it's not California-specific. It's done at a national level. But uh, it seems like yeah, it's come back up as far as first-time buyers. Um, I just want to kind of probe a little bit now. You know, and I've heard not just from this particular report, but some of the report that sure. first-time buyer shares has come back up. So um, at the state level, um, of course, we have some research. But uh, let me ask you, do you believe that your first-time buyer's uh, share could be coming back up uh, this year? You know, when I look out at the uh, the first-time buyer market, they're facing tons and tons of headwinds, uh-huh. right? They've got huge down payments they got to come up with. They've got... Uh, no available supply at the lower uh-huh. end in terms of um, just inventory out there as active listings. And, you know, the the mortgage payments themselves are no picnic given that home prices have kind of grown so much faster than income. So I guess based on just those broad themes, I would say that, you know, the, the outlook for first-time buyers seems pretty brutal. That's true. I believe that that's the case, too, especially since, of course, I think uh, when we talk about California, that's a special case compared to the national level. Correct. I think in Ohio, it's still fairly easy to find $200,000 homes, not right. the case in California. Right. And especially for first-time buyers, you know, for entry-level homes, I would say yeah, at the national level, it will be even lower than the 200000 250000 Definitely. But for California, for... Uh, LA or Bay Area, a first-time buyer's entry-level home is probably somewhere around what four hundred at least. Yeah, exactly. So that's not a small amount, um, and a lot of no, and a lot of people I know, um, 
they're renters. Yeah. And we talked about renters earlier, and you said you know there are uh, obstacles that renters need to overcome. Definitely. And, I mean, um, yeah, that's the other thing, right? Just becoming a jumping from renter to home ownership is a huge challenge in and of itself. Yeah, I think you mentioned a few things uh, earlier um, for uh, renters. There's some of the obstacles include, and you may want to list it out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they got to come up with a down payment. I think there's also a perception issue, right? One right. of the things uh, that came pretty conclusively out of our um, survey research is that folks just don't know what all is involved with buying a home. So we asked folks, how many of you, you know, would consider moving or purchasing a home and going from renter to ownership uh, if you could get in with a lower down payment? And 70% said they would. Uh-huh. And then we asked, well, how many of you know about FHA loans? Now, I know FHA isn't going to work in every right. market, right, with the loan limits and things like that, um, where they are. But, you know, there is a huge chunk of folks out there who think they need, you know, $100,000 in the bank or something like that when they can really get in with much lower down payment of three and a half, five, right. maybe 10%, um, something like that. So I think, you know, combating those misperceptions is a huge thing. And then just rents being where they are, right? How do you save up for a down payment if you're living in a one bedroom apartment that costs you $2,000 a month? I know, and that this is only you know in general for the state as a whole. If you move up to the Bay Area, what the one bedroom is probably four thousand. Yeah, you'd kill for a two bedroom <laughs> apartment uh, in San Francisco for two thousand. So yeah, uh, no, they they face a lot of difficulties. Some of which are you know real financial challenges. Others that can be overcome and bridged. I think through some good education. That's that's true. Now going back, um, you know, because of the difficulties, the challenges for renters, obviously, you know, it makes me, it makes it hard for me to believe. You know, first time buyer shares uh, would have rammed up, uh, and I checked on the uh, our latest, some of our latest survey. Right. I check on a couple of things. Um, the market pause, for example, is something that we do on a monthly basis. Right. But the market pause uh, has a lower number of observations. So I, we don't normally report a lot on first-time buyers based on that survey. But based on that survey for the last six months, I look at the six-month average, it seems like um, it is at around 32%. You know, for first-time buyer share, right, which is about one third. Yeah. Um, and when I go back and look at our first uh, our annual housing market survey, a survey that um, many of our members do, yeah, um, it's continued to stabilize at around thirty percent. So to me, you know, at the at the state of California, for the state of California, I don't think it actually moved up quite uh, as much. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just more evidence that. Uh, California isn't your average bear when it comes to the housing market and even though we're seeing lots and lots of demand you know for housing and in you know the rest of the country that's actually translating into more home sales uh-huh. um, you know and more home ownership obviously and in California it just hasn't been the case yeah it's just uh, tough you know with the price point that we have but let's for the sake of argument or let's say if it turns out that you know we are for the rest of the year the second half of the year we are going to see a little bit more first-time buyers if that is the case what do you think the outcome is going to be obviously with more first-time buyers we are expecting a little bit more sales in the lower price uh, arena. Yeah, I mean, definitely more demand, and hopefully that will translate into uh, more sales too. I think that you know, unfortunately, because we're not really boosting up the supply component, right? Um, it also probably means that prices at the lower end are going to continue to um, go up, and so I think that it's kind of the double-edged sword where you know, yes, it's great that we're seeing this demand from the first-time buyers. They have jobs again. They're making money again. Right. Their incomes are even rising a little bit. But 
you know, just that dearth of supply is going to be, um, you know, maybe again, we've continued to grow sales despite those kind of challenges up till this point. And I think that there's a good chance that we'll continue to see enough homes leak out to where we can still maintain this level of sales that we're at now. Um, but I think the real, the real consequence is that we're going to see more price growth coming down the pike. That's very, very true. I mean, especially since I think um, we we typically show some uh, slide that uh, slide uh, slides and dies the uh, price segment, right? So and, and demand or demand and supply by price segment, and I know we know that supply side, as far as the uh, low end is concerned, has dropped more significantly than the higher price end. Yeah. So this kind of gives me an idea that you know, yeah, you might we probably will be let's say if we are seeing more sales at the lower price end. Because when we look at the median price at the state level, right, we uh, we look at you know what falls in the middle, right. So if we do have more sales in the lower price end, it may give a sort of a, a, a false, false sense that prices sense. are slowing right. down. That prices have been slowing down a little bit. So you know we got to take that into account. That might be a change in the mix of sales for the second half of the year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, based on what we've seen this far, we saw San Francisco do fairly well through uh-huh. the summer months. So it hasn't really seemed like we've seen that resurgence yet, but it remains to be seen, I guess, what the last three months of the year will look like. Definitely. And we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, hopefully, you know, first-time buyers, I mean, it's good to see more first-time buyers coming into the market. It's just tough. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the demand is there. They want to buy. Interest rates are super low. And of course, people are building lots of equity and you want to see folks be able to take advantage of that. Um, So, you know, and a lot of folks want to buy. I think the best way to end this is to say that these renters are still um, would-be home buyers. You know, they still aspire to home ownership. They Uh still believe in the American dream and think... It includes owning your own home. And so, um, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunities for realtors to kind of get out there and move the needle by educating, um, you know, showing them what kind of down payments you really need, things like that. So, uh, you know, I have no doubt that we will convert some of those renters into homeowners. And I think while we do that, we can in tandem work on some of these longer term issues. Yeah, I mean, it's something that we have to work on those longer term issues. Um, We're not going to go into that specifics today. But there are a lot of things uh, on supply side that we need to work. That California needs to work. Yeah, on. absolutely. Well, what about our five for five? I mean, what uh, what are some of the things that are really standing out in your mind in terms of data that's come out, or just things that we should be keeping an eye on as a real estate community um, over the next couple of weeks, or how they might you know well, impact housing? The five for five. The first thing. Let me just shoot out a first thing. You know, the GDP revision. That was a big one. That's a big one. And and the revision was actually pretty sizable too. And, and I mean, relatively speaking. What from uh, previously was reported as a 2.6%. Okay. Now it's actually up to 3%. And that's the value of our entire economy, right? That's all the goods and services that we produce. When people talk about economic growth, quote unquote, um, they're generally referring to GDP, right? Exactly, exactly. So the fact that it grew better than we originally thought, I guess, is good news for the housing market? Yes, it is. I mean, of course, three percent. Me, you, you, you break down the, by component. Consumer spending uh, makes up a big part of GDP. Right. So consumer spending uh, uh, increase means people have more money in their pocket. That's generally mean people are employed. Uh, people are willing to buy things. Now, of course, it will be. It includes that includes housing as well. Sure. Housing obviously is a big, big you know uh, 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 price tag item. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but it's my biggest <laughs> bill that I write out every month. So, and I believe uh, 
consumer spending is in, uh, increased from uh, 2.8%, revised from 2.8% to 3.3%, which is a pretty decent number. Um, but at the same time, also business investment is another big part of it. Yeah. Definitely. Now we talk about business investment. Business investment is um, people, uh, businesses got a little bit more optimistic mm -hmm. um, since I think maybe late last year, and I believe it's probably going to continue to improve uh, with the business environment that we are at. Right, stock market's doing really well. That's true. Now uh, we caution people uh, before. <laughs> That's a whole market. webinar in and of itself. Yeah, but we're not going to go into too much detail on that. Um, the only thing, the other thing that actually dropped a little bit is government spending. Oh, wow. um, government spending got revised. Actually, uh, previously it was reported at a uh, dropped of 0.2 uh, percent. It's actually revised to a negative 1.7 percent. Oh, wow! So that's um, a pretty big swing. Yeah, well, we're still waiting for that uh, infrastructure spending. That yeah, exactly. The stimulus package has been slow in coming. And one thing I wanted to point out is, uh, of course, when we look at uh, GDP, we look at the residential fixed investment as well. Sure. Uh, I hate to say this, but uh, the residential fixed investment actually dropped 0.26%. Uh, it may not look like a lot, but uh, it is a decline. So we, we got to keep an eye on that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, with supply as tight as they are, um, any anything other than more construction means that uh, we fall farther behind the curve from an affordability standpoint. You mentioned consumers are still driving GDP, but they're also just pretty optimistic about future prospects. Too, That's right? right. That's the second part of it. Um, I know uh, they're better. They're better off. Uh, they feel like they're better off. Gotcha. Um, and it's actually the second highest. The consumer confidence level was actually at the second highest uh, since December two thousand. Not wow. bad. Not bad. And it's at uh, one twenty two point nine. Okay, so that's, I guess, a good thing, or they're at least feeling good about the economy, although I will say that I somewhat interpret that as a bit of a red flag. Whenever consumers get overly optimistic, <laughs> you want to start to uh, wonder and take a, a deeper look at some of the other indicators out there. But I think that, at least over the short term, it suggests that they're going to continue to spend money, right? I believe so, yeah. That's definitely a hopeful sign that the economy will continue to grow. I mean, going into the second quarter, we, we saw some retail sales report, we saw some other reports that suggest that we are seeing some strain. Now, one thing that uh, we need to be cautious about, of course, is the index actually was taken uh, before um, Hurricane Harvey hit. Aha, so we don't have all this kind of disaster-oriented sentiments being baked into that. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's awful to see what's happening in taxes. Uh, but a uh, uh, word of caution is, is very likely that next month uh, when we, we may see the consumer confidence actually dip a little bit. What about closer to home here in our sector, housing? Anything going on there that we need to be up to speed on? Well, I think uh, today we just saw a release from, uh, uh, from NAR uh -huh. uh, on pending sales. Oh, wow. um, pending sales actually, I mean, you work very closely on pending sales. Here in California, level, yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, we have been seeing some de decline in pending sales, uh, but at the national level, the report that was just released shows that it's actually dropped again for the fourth time in uh, five months. Oh, so it's not just California that's seeing home sales start to get eroded. It's not at all. And on a year-to-year basis, actually dropped for the third month in the past uh, three of the four uh, past four months. So I think our um, our uh, analysis is pretty consistent with uh, the state, the, the national level. Yeah, I mean, everybody, even though it's much more acute here in California, everybody seems like inventories are fairly tight, even nationwide, um, and and obviously 
prices have grown slower in the rest uh-huh. of the nation, but it's still been faster than what people's incomes have done. So you've even seen um, affordability deteriorate, but just to a lesser extent than we've seen here, I guess, in California. Absolutely. And and this is actually, even without the pending sales index, I think we could actually anticip- we could anticipate at least at the national level there will be drop in sales, partly because, again, going back to what happened in taxes. Right. Um, Hurricane Harvey actually hit really hard. And... Yeah, in the long run, we may see some increase in GDP growth, but uh, as far as home sales is concerned, uh, believe it or not, taxes uh, makes up about uh, close to 10%. Oh, wow. So if taxes goes down, it has a huge impact. I, yeah, so I would not be surprised if next month we're seeing some drop in uh, sales in the, the nation as a whole. Wow. Yeah. No, that's good to know for sure. Um, so I guess that's that brings me to my my one that I can talk about, I guess, or do you want to talk about mortgage applications first? Let's talk about uh, the one that you want to talk about first. Yeah, I mean, the one that I look at is is on the auto sales side, and I know it's pretty uh, much far afield from housing, but I do think that it's worthwhile pointing Definitely. out to the members because uh, it could be a harbinger of sorts or a bellwether of what we might expect to see coming down the pike because... Um, you know, A, number one, we've seen car sales slow down uh-huh. a lot. I think there was a lot of pent-up demand that got built up during the downturn. People didn't go out and buy cars during the Great Recession. You know, last couple of years, they went out and replaced a lot of vehicles. We got up to 17 million sales. They've slowed down a bit, and you've seen automakers continue to try and grasp to get more um, business out there, and they've done it largely by lowering credit standards. And so what you've seen is both a huge increase in subprime auto lending, uh-huh. um, which has been going on for more, you know, that's not a recent thing. That's happened for the last couple of years. But the thing that is recent that Wells Fargo just reported on this week um, is that we started to see those auto delinquency rates really? tick up. And so, um, you know, credit situation isn't too over leveraged at this point. But again, as you mentioned in the GDP section, consumers are a huge part of the you know American economy uh-huh. and to the extent that they pull back or start defaulting on auto loans and things like that uh, that could filter through in fact some folks and the research has shown that folks are more likely to um, you know when things get really tough they'll maintain that car payment and foreclose on their house so that they can still get to their job and generate some kind of income right and so you know it's not to say that the housing market or anything is in any kind of immediate doom but if this problems in the consumer spending side of the equation with increased auto loans and folks become more spread thin they won't have the income and and the economy won't be as vibrant and then that would eventually ripple through to housing demand so yeah that, um, yeah I'm, I'm not i mean i'm not surprised uh, with what's going on with auto because I think uh, we've talked about this before. We've, we've heard about a, a lot of things, but uh, it does have a big impact on the economy as a whole, and eventually, of course, it will affect the uh, housing market. Um, so it's it's worthwhile ta- uh, talking about it. So definitely bring it up. Um, now, another thing that you mentioned earlier before the auto loan yeah. um, is the mortgage application. That one is closer to home, right? That, that one's is. much more directly related. So That is. And it looks like uh, mortgage applications have dropped again. 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 Um, and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, at the beginning of the year, we were saying, okay, well, a lot of people are taking advantage of the uh, low interest rates. Right. Now, interest rates actually continue to stay at a very low level. Yeah. No, I've been actually so- somewhat surprised by that, you know, especially with the economy getting revised up in terms of GDP and the Fed has raised rates a couple of times already this year and yet you know both the bond rates and mortgage rates have been pretty much flat 
Right. So you know the fact that your know, mortgage application dropped again, maybe uh, because maybe because people think well, mortgage rates probably won't search. You know, in, in, maybe it's in not as big weeks. of a rush as right. we thought. Right. And of course, we are actually past the uh, the the buying season. So it is possible that because we just passed the buying season, there might be some fluctuation. And um, if it turns out that we our prediction is right, yeah, that the first half of the year people actually pull all of sales forward, then uh, we might see mortgage application continue to drop a little bit more. Yeah, and in fact, we are expecting that we're going to end the year, um, you know, up about a percentage point right. or so, give or take, and which is consistent, I guess, with what you're saying that sales probably will slow down, and, and that's what we're seeing at least at least initially in the mortgage applications. Exactly, and uh, of course, uh, in a few weeks, we definitely will be uh, updating our forecast, and there will be, for people who have heard our po- podcast, you already know, there will be an expo uh, coming up in uh, six weeks or so. Yeah, definitely, and you can register online for that. It's going to be in San Diego, which is uh, where I was born and raised, so come check it out. You won't be disappointed. Definitely, and, and, and we will actually have, a, in, in addition to the expo forecast that Leslie is going to present, we are also going to have an econ panel. Right. And we're going to specifically talk about housing supply. We're going to have some great presenter, great speakers to talk about housing supply. Yeah, Oscar did a great job of building a panel of some of the uh, most premier economists in the entire state, ones who know not just about housing in general, but about housing supply and all the kind of consequences that go along with our lack of supply so it's going to be great um, i'm also doing a panel i think on hispanic right. home ownership which will be really fun but you know in addition to market research there's just a ton of stuff uh, you know about the transaction legal update gov's gonna be there doing his thing right, and, right. Um, all the zip people and just tons of great guest speakers and things like that too so uh you know, not only will you get to spend some good quality time in San Diego, but you'll actually, um, you know, walk away with a lot more ammunition to go out and be more successful in your business. Absolutely. And if you're that eager to stay for another day, I think you have another uh, session uh, presenting in the Global uh, Real Estate Forum. Oh, you're right. You reminded me. I will be a busy bee that week. So, yeah, on Friday, if you want to find out the outlook for international buyers and just what the global economy looks like and maybe even a little bit about how to do business or purchase property abroad, um, going in the opposite direction, uh, we'll be doing that on Friday morning. Absolutely. And, of course, I understand you know, all these uh, workshop sessions are free except for Leslie's Luncheon. Leslie's Luncheon is yeah, as a paid event, but uh, the the uh, Global Forum, the Latino um, Initiative uh, discussion, and the Econ Panel, they're all free. Yep. So definitely check out you know the Expo website and uh, find us and uh, come to the sessions. Yeah, and if you see us walking around, you won't be able to miss me. I'm the uh, big, giant, body <laughs> gentleman with glasses, but I uh, hope you'll come up and say hello. So, right. Well, before we wrap it up, uh, one last thing to uh, to kind of help to plug a little bit. Yep. Earlier today, we talked about rent to survey We talked about rent to webinar and you did a rent to webinar earlier today. Correct. And that actually will be posted on our CRO website um, in the... Um, uh, speech uh, in the uh, survey section? In the survey section under market data, we'll have both uh, a video recording of the webinar that I delivered today as well uh-huh. as all of the individual slide deck um, or individual slides in PowerPoint format in case you want to use any of those for yourself. 
as well. And then, of course, we got a bunch of stuff up on the web from the last couple of weeks, our sales and price Absolutely report, right. right? We have, um, you posted a couple of speeches from talks that you've done recently. Right, in the speeches and presentation folder, everything on this, uh, in the market data sections, uh, they're free. So, you know, feel free to use some of those slides and um, don't waste um, anything that's being on there. Uh, it's, it's there for you to use. Definitely. We hope we'll use it. And if you find something that you want that you don't have on there, give us a call and we'll get it sorted out. All right. Until next time, have a happy Labor Day and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Long weekend. Thank you.